and you know me, I, I have a tendency to do things a little bit differently. But do we have any kids in here tonight? Um, we've got a couple. I'm going to tell you this ahead of time. Before I show this, you may not want them to see it. So um, um, it's a little bit tough to see. And um, if you're watching online, you may not want your kids to see it. So you can either bury their heads for just a minute. I think it's like, I forget, Devin could tell me five minutes, something like that. It's not very long. Most of you have seen it. I'm not going to tell you what it is until you see it. Um, I'm going to read you some verses, and then um, we'll watch it. But um, if you have kids, again, watching or in here, you might want to not let them be in here. That'll be your choice, um, but I warned you, okay? So uh, here we go. I'm just going to get right into it because i got a lot of stuff I want to get to, and um, as you can tell, I'm a little focused on that. So, all right, Matthew 8:19 in the King James. It says, and you can just listen if you want to tonight. Most of you know all these verses. We'll put them up on the screen. Um, it's good sometimes just to hear it with your heart. It says, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. First Peter 2. 24. Again, the King James. All three of these are King James. Who in his own self bear our sins. We all know that. How many of you know Jesus bore your sins so you could be saved? Amen. Yes. In his own body on the tree. That being dead to sins, we should live unto righteousness. Anybody that gets saved now lives unto righteousness. Everybody most everybody in this room knows that. But by whose stripes ye were healed. Then Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded... For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now how many of you already knew that? Read those verses. You've already heard that. You already knew that. How many of you have any kind of symptom, I don't care if it's a sniffle, an earache, an eye ache, a headache, cancer, um, whatever it is in your body, put Branson on the screen. That's Branson. There they are. Raise your hand. Any kind of symptom. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's not to embarrass anybody. It's just what I thought. So I want to show you this video, and then I'm going to come back up again. 
I'm going to say it again. If you have kids, they may not want to see this. All right? you had to look away how many of you know what he said at the beginning of that I could have called on my father and he could have sent 12,000 angels or 12,000 legions of angels 
and stop that. How many of you remember resurrection morning? The presence of the Lord came and the two soldiers, what happened to them? At the tomb. They fell over as they were dead. That's all that would have had to happen. How many of you, when I read these verses, didn't mean that much to you? But then when you see that, takes on quite a different meaning, doesn't it? It's quite humbling to know how much He loved us and how much He gave for us. How much He could have quit at any time during that. And that's not even the worst of it. They didn't know how to portray the fact that your sins and your sicknesses and your mental problems and your torments were being put on him spiritually. They didn't know how to portray that. They only knew how to show the physical side of it. That's all they knew. Now this is, I don't know... 100% how accurate that was. But does it give your heart something else to think about? What it does to my heart is it makes me think, I don't want him to go through that for nothing. I don't want him to go through that for nothing. Nothing. He went through that so that I don't have to have sickness in my body. And he died on the cross so I could be saved. And all of us know that. But the devil doesn't want us to remember this. He wants to hide this from us. He wants us to forget about that part because he knows, he's already found out that it doesn't take much for the body of Christ to just fall over sick and die. That's his weapon. He's killing people off. Left and right and symptoms and sickness left and right and left and right and left and right. And that means he went through every bit of that for... For who? You think the world is accepting that? I don't think so. I think I'm going to stir myself up to remember that when the scripture says, by his stripes, I was healed, what does that mean to me? Let me read you another verse. 
But let me tell you this. How many of you remember Keith saying that at Christmas time, the greatest expression of love is what? Was that not the greatest expression of love? What greater expression of love could there be? A lot of people say they love, but what, I mean, could he not have quit at any time? But for what he saw ahead, he saw your face and your face and my face to keep us here to where we could accomplish what needed to be accomplished. That we don't have to be sick. It, the price has already been paid. And it just aches my heart. And I'm going to step on some toes right here. And so just, you know me, pull them up underneath the chair so your feet don't get hurt. When somebody sends a $5 check or a $25 check or a $100 check and says, I want to buy my healing. It's already been bought. He bought it. All you have to do, let me read you the verse, and then I'll I'll let you see here so that you don't get confused. It says here, um, James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Is healing a good gift? Did Jesus do that for you? Let me read it again to you so that you know. Surely, see if it means anything different to you this time. Surely, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet, we did esteem, esteem Him stricken and smitten of God, afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. It doesn't matter what you did, what you've done, what you might do. It didn't say any of those things in here. It just said, do you not think he knew people were going to mess up when he was doing that? Why, why is the first part there? He, he, his own self bear our sins in his own body. That was the first thing that he did. On the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, then by his stripes we're healed. His love, the love that he did that with. If he could do that with that grade of love, do you think he's going to care that you told a lie today? He's already paid for it. All you have to do is how many... Now, don't get too excited. These have nothing in them. But I want you to understand this. I want you to see this. Catch it, somebody. I want you to understand it. Catch it, somebody. Maybe they won't hurt you, these little ones. I'll give the big ones to the front and not not somebody in the head. Catch it. This, do you want this? 
That's all you have to do. It's just like that. How hard is that? Did you mess up any time? Plenty. You think you did? Yes, ma'am. James has messed up before. <laughs> what do you think about that? Can he still take this healing? Yes. Why? Because he deserves it? Because he earned it? Because he bought it? Because he paid for it? Why? So he can take it. What about somebody else? What if Alfredo got a divorce? You think he still deserves healing? She said no, but I say yes. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? What about Caleb over here? What if he cheated on a test? I'm not saying he did. Don't take these things like I'm serious. I'm just using examples. He's a young guy. School kids. What if he cheated on a test? You think he, he's got a pink box here. He'll take it. What if he cheated on a test? You think he still deserves healing? Absolutely he does. Will you take it? Who did Jesus do this for? What do you have to do? What are these people doing? They're reaching out. Some of them grabbed it. It was coming towards them. You know, Keith tells a story about a man he wanted to give something to. You remember that story? A watch. And he wouldn't take it. I remember when Keith and I first got married. You know Gerald, one of our board members. I was at his shower and... uh, Closed a pocket knife. You still got a scar right here. You can still see the scar. You see the scar right there? Yes. Yeah. You can see the scar right there. Closed a pocket knife on my finger. And it began to curl under like this. He said, let's, he'd been listening to healing tapes. He'd been, we'd been listening to tapes. He said, let's pray for it. I believe God could heal that. I said, oh, no, I'm going to the doctor. Oh, no, going to the doctor. Now, I had an appointment like at 6.30 the next morning to have surgery on it. You've all heard the story. How many of you have heard the story? Only three people. Oh, my word. I wasn't going to tell this story. Anyway, he wanted me to not have the surgery on it because he believed the Lord would heal it. So we talked. Midnight came, 1 o'clock came, 2 o'clock came. He said, Phil, can we at least pray? Well, I'm mad by then because I have to get up and it's an hour and a half drive to the doctor, to the hospital and, and all this stuff. But I said, sure. So I got down beside the bed. We knelt down beside the bed. You could, this is how we were in the Marriott mobile home, in case you're wondering. And it was so tight that you had to go sideways because you couldn't kneel down beside the bed or your feet would hit the wall. That's how tight it was. We knelt down beside the bed. I was refusing to receive healing. Can you refuse to receive healing? 
I can tell you, yes, 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 yes. You can refuse to receive healing. I don't know if it was out of fear. I don't know if it was out of stupidity. I don't know if it was out of rebellion. I don't know what it was, but I was refusing to receive healing. But I kid you not, and I didn't tell Keith, and I don't know if he's watching, so I hope not. I told him later. But anyway, we were kneeling down. I'll try to do it from here so you can kind of see it from the back. Okay, we were kneeling down. I was here on this side, and he was here on this side. We were kneeling down by the bed, and I had my hands on the bed like this, and he had his hand on my hand. And it was not on my finger, but it was on my hand. And because if it would have been on my finger, it wouldn't have been able to happen. So that's how I know it, well, he, his hand wasn't on my hand, on my finger. And he was praying for me. And when he did, I should have known then he had a healing anointing on him, but I was too stupid and blonde to realize it. Anyways, now I don't have to tell you this stuff, but when he did, I, this finger here, just lifted back and almost touched the back of my hand. Now, you try to do that with your hand. I have to lift it now with, with my finger because you can't do it logically. I mean, it doesn't. Now, this one will, but the middle one like that, that's about far as it'll go. And it lifted up off the bed. And I got up and put the brace back on it, went to the hospital. Didn't tell kids a thing. I drove all the way there, hadn't had any sleep that night. I got there, they checked me in, I went through all the rigmarole, did all the stuff that I was supposed to do. The doctor comes in there, he says, let me see that finger. What the deal was, is the ligament in my hand had been cut, and it had retracted all the way back down in my hand, so therefore the finger didn't have anything to keep it from bending. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they were going to have to go back in my hand and get that ligament and pull it back up here and tie it back off. And it was supposed to be a pretty in-depth thing, you know. And so I went in there, and the doctor took the brace off my finger, and he looked at my finger. He said, why are you here? He said, there's nothing wrong with that finger. He said, you don't need any surgery on that finger. And it's like it is today. Now, every once in a while, when I get a little bit rebellious, I feel it. And I think it's just to remind me that I'm rebellious. I'm serious. It's just a little change in there. But you can choose not to even try to receive your healing. You can choose to cut God off and not even go to Jesus when he paid such a price for you. Not to even give him an opportunity to heal you. When the price has already been paid. Let's go on to the next thing about this. The next thing is we're talking about is how do you get it? We already showed you somebody, somebody else want healing. 
I got a couple more boxes up here. You want to take your healing? Go ahead. You can take. You can take. Oops. Yeah, you got it. She she even reached out and got her healing, buddy. We got one more big healing over here. Who wants? You want? You want your big? Okay, she's gonna take her big healing over here. Okay. So, take your big healing over here. Okay. All right. So many people are trying in their own might. To get healed. Even people that know the word. You've got, you've got almost two sides of it. We've been doing this long enough that you can see it. You've got the side that was like me. They won't even try to give God a chance. Then you've got this weird side that has decided that doctors are of the devil. Now, I want to know... Who put that label on a doctor? Who gave a doctor a label of a devil? The devil. The devil would give the doctor the label of the devil because he might save you and keep you around for a little bit longer. So he could give you... Something that could keep you here for a little bit longer so the devil doesn't want you doing anything that's going to keep you here. So he has convinced people to make people not do anything to get better. Now they'll go to holistic people, and I'm going to step on a lot of toes tonight. And they'll do a lot of different stuff, but what's the difference? You're doing things to get better. And the reason I'm saying this is because we have had people that have just flat refused to go to a doctor and just die on us. Just flat die on us. And we're thinking, would you please go to the doctor? And later we found out the reason they didn't go is because they didn't have any insurance. had nothing to do with being in faith. We've also had people that didn't have any insurance and didn't go to the doctor and went later and are totally healed today. And the insurance pay, and and they paid less for their medical care than people that did have insurance because they trusted God. God wants you well. Do you know it's a nasty world out there? And we're going to need every person that knows anything about the Lord to do their job in order to get everybody to go to heaven in the world. We can't lose another person. But how do you get well? How do you know what you do? How do you... What do you do? Does anybody have a clue? What do you do? I'm glad you asked. Would somebody please ask me, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Does anybody know anything about Hebrews 11? All through there, they called those people, people of faith. And what did they do? If you put it up in the Amplified, any one of those verses, it says, 
They were prompted by God. Sarah was prompted by God. Noah was prompted by God to do what? Nobody knows what Noah was prompted by God to do. Now, how many fruitcakes build arcs? How many fruitcakes build arcs? How many 90-year-old women have babies? Do you understand what I'm saying? People may think that you're a little loopy sometimes. But when you're prompted by God, He will show you exactly what you're supposed to do. And the thing about it is, if, if Jesus did he spit and clay and put it in somebody's eyes to heal them, it's not going to be the same for every person. You have to do exactly what God tells you to do. Every person will get a prompting of the Lord what they're supposed to do. But the thing about it is, you have to remember. Say, I have to remember. I just want to shake people. I have to remember that it's already done. I have to remember, say it. It's already done. I have to remember it's already done. Too many people are working to get their healing. One of my best friends, Keith and I's best friends, got in this thing. She had cancer. And she got in this thing that she had to read Mark every single day to get her healing. Well, she was reading Mark every single day and she was dying. Get a clue. It's not working. Do you understand? Get a clue. I went and saw her. We did some things. She got all better. She was better for like three years. Then something else happened, and she got in this other... And she's gone. When you try to do... The devil wants you to get up here. He wants you in here. He wants you to forget about this. And he wants you in here. He wants you to forget that Jesus has already done this for you. Say it again with me. He's already done it for me. I don't have to do anything but receive it. He's already done it for me. The fight comes. The big fight comes. When you start thinking about ways to get better and fix yourself. And your mind starts telling you things to fix yourself. And things that you're supposed to do. And the battle starts coming when you start trying to figure out ways. Oh, it's not getting better. It's not getting better. I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. I'm not getting better. 
What should you do? Let me read you two verses. Let's see here. I'll read you two verses. Verses always help. Let's see here. Let me back up just a little bit here. Um, I know they're here. Be like the other day. Here they are. First Timothy. Keith used to teach this all the time in healing school. 6.12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. How many of you have ever heard that? Fight the good fight of faith. I know when I got reports of a few things, it was like, what do you do? Do you get your Bible out and just start focusing on healing 24-7? Get your mind, that's all you do? is engulfing yourself in healing and shutting everything else off in your life. Quit thinking about anybody else and your whole world is now revolved around you and healing. Who does that sound like would make you want to only think about you? The very best thing that you can do is the next verse that I've got here, Hebrews 4.10. It says, For he that is entered into his rest has ceased from his works. Therefore, as God did, therefore let us labor to enter into rest. So Keith said he was in a quandary when he was teaching healing school. Do we fight or do we rest? Anybody got got the answer to that question? Do we fight or do we rest? We fight to stay in the rest that Jesus did it for us. Now we do what we have to do. Say you have to go take chemo or you have to go take radiation. You do it, then you move on. And you get it off your mind and you move on. And you do everything that you can mentally and physically do to put one foot in front of the other and move on and start taking back your turf. Does that make sense to you? Don't keep your mind on yourself. Has anybody ever read Dodie Olstein's book about healing? They kept telling her, no, you just need to go lay down. No, you just need to quit. No, you just need to stop. You're dying. You just need to quit. And she wouldn't. No, I'm getting up and cooking breakfast. No, I'm making the bed. No, I'm cleaning the house. No, I'm doing this. No, I'm doing that. How old was she when she came to the church in Branson? Does anybody remember? Oh, man, in her 80s. And that was when she was in her 30s, probably, had young kids. They didn't give her any time to live. (laughs) You cannot quit when the devil convinces you 
you have symptoms or there's something wrong. What he wants you to do is bring all your focus on that and quit. He wants everything that you have to begin living for that. All your money to go to that. All your computer time to go to that. If we walked into your house, what would be on your computer? What would you be Googling? What would you be looking at? You've got to get your mind off of it and on to other things and doing what God's called you to do and remembering that you have this gift. It's already been done for you. And here's the thing. I think this is the number one problem with healing. Does anybody want to know what the number one problem I think is with healing? I think. I'm going to give you an opinion. I said don't give opinions, but I'm going to give you my opinion. What other people think about me. What other people think about me? Should I go to the doctor? Should I not go to the doctor? Should I do this or should I not do that? Will they feel sorry for me? Will they pity me? Will they pat me on the back? What other people think about me? But you know who you should care Spiritual people. How many of you in here are spiritual? You better raise your hand up high. It's your opportunity. Raise it up high. Raise your feet, your legs, both hands. Spiritual people. Spiritual people care about what God thinks. Not what people think. And God thinks that he sent Jesus to take stripes on his back and go through all that agony and go through all that pain so that you did not have to take it. That all you have to do is receive it. And this verse here, where did, where did it go? I know I have it here. Let's see. Somebody should organize my notes for me sometime. Um, I, I know it. Casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. It's in Corinthians. I know that much too. Go look it up for yourself. Because that's what happens. He tries to get up here in your head when you have symptoms. And he tries to keep you focused on that. And what you don't have and what you can't do. And what you've got to do is you've got to get it off of that. And you've got to keep going with one step in front of you. Everything that you can do. One step. One step. I told Keith the other day, and I don't usually share these things, but I told Keith the other day, for years, I don't know why, but we don't, we haven't put salt on our food just because it's probably not so good for you, right? Well, because of that, for some unknown reason, I developed a gorder. And they said it was pretty good size. And so I had it for years. Well, I went the other day to have it tested again. And uh, I'm in there, and I told the girl, I said, you know, well, they said it was big, but I, I think it's probably not big anymore, you know. And she said, well, I'm just going to tell you. I'm not supposed to tell you. You know how they're not supposed to tell you anything, you know. 
She said, I'm just going to tell you, if they wouldn't have told me to record this, there's nothing there to record. She said, I have to record the numbers because of where it was. But she said, there's, there's nothing there to record. And it had been there for decades. Decades. But, you know, I didn't just sit around and think about it all the time. But that can happen with every person. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to do. We can win in every situation. When the devil tries to put something in your body and he tries to tell you that you have it and the symptoms keep getting worse and worse, the next thing that comes is what? Fear. Fear. And that's when you have to be casting down stuff. Fear. And most people then have to begin making choices. Because a lot of people start deciding whether I'm staying or going. And you have to cast down fear. But the reason that you have to cast it down is because that is not real to you. Did Jesus do something for you? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Did he take one of them stripes for you? Did he take one of them stripes for you? For you, for you, for you, for you. When we're sick, we've got to stir ourselves up. Can anybody talk you out of your salvation? No. No. Why? Why? Why can't someone talk you out of your salvation? Because you believe it. Do you know what faith is? People have complicated faith. Do you know what faith is? Faith is trust. Believing that something is true and that something genuinely happened for you and you can believe it. Do you genuinely believe Genuinely believe Jesus took stripes for you. That's ten people. What about the rest of you? Do you genuinely believe Jesus took stripes on his back for you? For you. That's still just part of the crowd. Do you genuinely believe Jesus took stripes on his back for you? Yes. Yes. Do you believe it like you believe you're saved? Yes. yes. I think we could come up in that. Because if someone came, where's your present? You lost your healing already. Uh-uh. You lost your healing already. You still got your healing, don't you? 
Tommy's still got his healing. I'll, I'll, yeah, I won't even try to take it from you. See, he's not, he's not letting me have it. You see that? He's still got his healing. You see? If somebody were to try to take his healing from him or his salvation from him, he's not going to let him have it. He's going to fight him. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If the devil comes to you, immediately, just like someone would come to you and tell you you were not saved, immediately when a symptom comes or a diagnosis comes, you put up a fight. With the devil. And you tell him, you're not taking this from him. And you, I know I have many a day when I could barely move my legs, got up and stomped my feet and said, no, I'm healed. <laughs> and yelled it to the top of my lungs. I have to wait till Keith's not in the house because I don't want to scare nobody. But I scare my puppies sometimes and they run. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to mean it. Just like somebody was trying to take... See, he's he's lost his healing too. Trying to take his salvation away from him. You wouldn't let somebody convince you that you were not saved. You would fight him tooth and nail. You'd pull out 12 scriptures and you'd say, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. How many of you could convince somebody you were going to heaven? Every person in here. How many of you can convince somebody you're healed? Do you understand what I'm saying? You have got to get as adamant about that as you do your salvation. You've got to stomp your feet. You've got to fight them. You've got to hold on to that with both hands. He's holding on to it now, buddy. I tried to get it and I wasn't getting it. But that's what you have to do. And you've got to let the devil know who's boss in your life. He's winning too many battles. Did Jesus do that for somebody else? Or did he do it for you? He did it for you. He did it for me. I'm not going to let him suffer that way for somebody else. I'm going to receive mine. I'm going to call my body healed. I'm going to call my mind strong and full of peace. He said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes were healed. If you hadn't had any peace, hey, it's now time to claim it. Don't let the devil run over you anymore. Don't let the devil take from you what belongs to you. It doesn't matter how big it is or how... He says, okay... I'm going to take some healing, but it's just for little minor things like, you know, a a little toe ache or, you know, maybe a little sore throat. But now, not the big stuff, not these diseases that they have no cure for. Nowhere did it say that. It said, by his stripes, you were Healed. healed. How many of you are now getting stirred up that you can be healed and you're going to start fighting back with the devil? You're going to start taking your turf back? Do you know the ten lepers, they were healed as they went? 
They were healed as they went. I believe tonight we're going to have some healed as we went, people. And you're going to get in your cars and you're going to get in your houses and you're going to start stomping your feet and you're going to say, no, I'm taking back what's mine. I'm taking back my turf. I'm taking back my healing. I'm taking back everything that's mine. It's already been paid for. Quit trying to read ten scriptures. Yes, it's okay to learn about healing. Yes, it's okay. But not as a response of trying to get something. Does that make sense to you? Not as a response of trying to earn something. You can't come here and serve in the church to earn your healing. You can't pay your tithes to earn healing. You can't do anything to earn your healing. You can't send me a check to get your healing. Because it's already been bought and paid for. All you have to do is take it, just like these guys took these boxes. And you go home in your privacy. If you've got to go outside, if you live in a condo, you run up and down the hallways. People hear you. I don't care. Let them think you're crazy. Sometimes people need to think we're crazy. Said we were peculiar. Didn't say we were crazy, but they could think we were crazy. Maybe in your car, shut your doors and just yell. Sometimes you have to yell at the devil. I think he's deaf. And take back what's yours. Take it back. Take back everything that belongs to you. How many of you are going to do it? How many of you it stirred you up that you have something that belongs to you? You remember last week I talked to you about going paint your cars and paint your houses. We've been letting the devil have too much turf. It's time we start taking it back. Can you say amen? Let's stand up. Let's stand up. I believe that we got something tonight. I believe it has stirred us up that we own something that belongs to us that we've not been taken advantage of. And I'm